Sure, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Jim Jam. I am Scoop Magoop. <laughs> and uh, we are back with another tier list because we are just that fucking trendy. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's our at least, I, I forget the dates, but this might be the third time we're talking about Deftones this year. Because I, yeah. I think we, we did White Pony re- reunion, we did uh, Diamond Eyes, re- uh, or not reunion, uh, anniversary. Yeah, and now. Uh, I think was diamondized last year or in, this year i don't know i i well, one of them I, I think white pony was last year so yeah yeah one of them um, was last year one of them this year it's actually like, i i have all the dates right here so white pony was last year yeah you know what time's a construct and, and actually so was diamondized okay uh, well you know what the, so. the ever march of time has foiled me once yeah. again yeah i in 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 whatever case we are uh doing a tier list of deftones albums uh one of i i mean i would say our favorite bands um i i, I mean I, I think some albums for you um i mean for me i've been uh, obsessed with them for a long time i've definitely grown sort of out of that obsession a bit uh but you know listening to these albums over the past week really reminded me of, of sort of what got me interested in the first place um uh oh i think before we get into it um i i think last time um I felt like what we, we did a Death Grips tier list. We're, we're doing all the D's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we talked about that before. You know, once we, yeah. once we were finalizing. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do we're gonna do Depeche Mode yeah. next. But, but, then, but yeah. I, I think to your point, we went into it. Um, well, it's kind of weird because um, it gives you a little bit more flexibility. Like usually, when you think about ranking things, you know, this album is ahead of this album. But since you can do multiple albums on different tiers, and you know, each tier yeah. can mean something different, I think we went into this with. You know a bit more of a bit more of a definition um yeah so i'm just going to run through sort of our what we're using as our criteria yeah. for each tier so s is magnum opus basically flawless a is kind of like a highlight or a cult favorite uh, maybe some weak points in it but it doesn't negatively impact the listening experience in a major way b is solid that uh there are some like the issues are more prevalent than they were in a c is just kind of middle meh that it it's kind of a wash in terms of strengths and weaknesses they kind of cancel each other out essentially uh d is poor doesn't really seem like there's much effort being put in there are a lot of issues but there's nonetheless something uh good worth taking away from it however small um E is just bad, that there's really nothing compelling or interesting, and F is just unlistenable, that it, I, I wrote that it doesn't even feel like these, some artists made this album. Yeah. You know, that, you know, um, so I, I don't think we're going to get to F, uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I didn't even get to D, you know, one of the things, you mentioned that you've been a long time fan of Deftones, and I thought I was, kind of to your point... There are certain albums which I won't spoil, but there, you know, I, I thought about two to three albums that I'm like huge fans of, and the rest, you know, I thought were okay. And a lot of the newer albums I hadn't even really listened to, so I, this was a really fun exercise in that regard. But I, I had a lot harder time with this than 
I thought I would only because well, there were a lot more albums that I loved. Like I revisited, I'm like, man, I, I forgot how much I really love yeah, not see, only this album yeah. but Deftones in general. I had the same thing. So what, when I started out for uh, you know listening to all this, I kind of compiled like an initial list because I kind of had an idea of what I already, you know, what I already knew and what I already liked, and uh, that really changed over time. And I think part of it is because I'm 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 still trying to figure out like you know how to best navigate this like you know do you try to be objective with it or you know like i i guess it's like the how much objectivity do you want to put into this because i yeah. feel like if you want to talk about uh in terms of like cultural importance there are obviously a few you know key albums but i don't necessarily think of those always you know in in certain tiers and whatnot and um you know i definitely have my favorites that are definitely not um, probably aren't probably looked on as the band's best, um, you know. So it's you know it. I, I I feel like what I have right now works, but I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna duke it out like we did last time. Yeah, and just talk about it. And, and, I, and um, I will say I totally agree just because of, of where like where I gravitate toward with their sound and where you know the albums that either were just super important influential in their career versus you know what what fans have you know consider their best uh don't always gel there's one particular album i'm excited to talk about because i uh as part of this i i just quickly pulled together the rankings from right music and sputnik and i was surprised at the gap between what i thought about this album and what everyone else did so yeah it's i i actually looked at the rate your music too but for um a different album i think um, and I actually was kind of surprised to see it where it was as well. Um, but let's just uh, get to it. We're, we're going to do all the studio albums. Not We're not going to do any EPs. We're not going to do Like Linus because I don't even think that's an official release. Uh, can't obviously do Eros because we nobody's heard it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, let's just get started. So Adrenaline is their first album. came out in 1995. Um I, I actually my, my first note on this thing says I've written it's kind of an alt metal Pablo Honey. <laughs> hey, that's actually not bad. I, I, I well, can totally feel that. It, yeah, because I mean I I think you know I I, I guess what well, you know people are always quick to notice that like Deftones are probably the only band the only new metal band to still be relevant in a way. Yeah, and. Um, you know, as a result, you know, I, I think this is, you know, this being their debut, this is their most new metally, this is their most alt metally. Yeah, um, and I think I think one of the, the biggest reasons they were able to do that, I mean, obviously they've changed their sound quite a bit, but even, there aren't a ton of, like, super in your face, like, like I think of a track like... Um, seven words i mean that's just pure i i have i've literally i have had seven words stuck in my head <sighs> since i listened to it but it's just it's so like like that is quintessential like you know j- jump the fuck up like new yeah. metal like that but there aren't i don't know i, I feel like you hear a lot of what came after like it, it was you, you really do they, yeah. they, it, they, they, there's a lot in this that really should it it definitely you you can tell the band's trajectory from the start. Yeah, it wasn't um, it wasn't like a total yeah. one like they you know there was literally nothing on this that ever showed up in the rest of their career. That's just yeah, that's not that's not. I true. mean, I I will say that I I think the level of overall like sort of aggression is is definitely yeah. not there um, because it, you know that I feel like 
Chino, you know, kind of adds more of his own sort of interests to the band as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, the, I mean, there are moments, you know, like, uh, I mean, Minus Blindfold, the um, Birthmark, Fireel, Fist are all, you know, these, you know, have these interesting, you know, surprisingly soft riffs going on. Yeah. You know, uh, but I mean, I, I, I think, you know, there's just so much in terms of groove happening as well. Like, you know, it's, this is definitely like far from the band's best album, but it's, it's a really solid release. Like I actually thought I was going to be like, Oh, this is, you know, put this at the bottom kind of, I I don't know. I really don't think so. Yeah. My my gut check was, I had a, a little bit of trouble with this only because it's, I think there might only be a couple other Deftones releases that I, I would pick below this. Uh, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's not a bad album at all. I, I think my biggest problem with it is, and this isn't necessarily an issue that is totally fair to bring up just because of, you know, it's kind of just of the time. Uh, the guitar tone just doesn't do the album any favors for me. Like, it just it just feels, it feels like it, if it were was recorded even, you know, five Ten years later, it would have been a lot heavier and would have helped, you know, bolster. I would really be interested in hearing a re-recording of this because there are some riffs where, if you know, the tuning was a little bit lower, if the fidelity was a little bit higher, it would just have so much more weight. Um, but I, I wonder. I mean, I, I see. I never really came into that issue, Anton. Uh, I, I've always found this to be a really heavy album, but I mean, I've also like this is probably my least visited Deftones albums out of like sort of you know like sort of the first phase of their career. Um, but I, I still knew like most of these songs, yeah. so it was it was kind of odd. Um, yeah. So so, what are you thinking then? Uh, I, I I thought B was fair. Uh, really? Yeah. That's funny. I I, I was actually going to say C. Oh, you know what? I, I um, was. I thought I was being a little generous, so I'm I'm, I'm willing to go C. Uh, yeah, because I look I. But I, I that think also the, affects another album, so let me put that down a little bit. Um, no, well, no, we, we can, we, you can have multiple albums on multiple No, but, but I'm saying, like, I, I put, you know, the, like, by comparison, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think um, I think C is fair. I, I could go either way, but I think just if I'm yeah. trying to balance, I, well, yeah. I, I feel like C makes the most sense. Um, just because in terms of, I just think that there's, I, I feel like for the most part, every album after this has been an improvement yeah but um yeah what i will say is that i think what initially made me bump it up to be you know trying to balance my own opinion with just general um you know general context or whatever i don't think deftones would have been set up the way they were if they started with an album like around the fur versus adrenaline like adrenaline was very much of the time but clearly had yeah. their own voice so i think that helped them that helped them gain some slack and be able to push their sound for like i just think deftones or white pony was would have maybe if it came out at the time it did it might not have had the same impact just because of what was popular at the time yeah definitely i mean it's i mean that being said this album really has kind of aged poorly yeah um yeah. you know it's it's definitely of its time yeah. it's not you know it, 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 there's no excusing that i think out of all of the Deftones albums, Chino's vocals are probably at their weakest. Yeah, for sure. Just because he, I, I just feel like he hasn't completely explored 
what is possible yeah. with his vocal range. Um, I think also, you know, I I almost feel like he's trying to really sort of hone in his own style here, and I think these are kind of like the attempts at it, where he's not quite hitting the target all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like... I, I think just because Chino has such a distinct voice and that can be, you know, uh, a double-edged sword at times because, you know, if it's not calibrated to the song right, I guess, it it, it can sometimes really kind of falter in a big way. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, I, I feel like it does that a little bit sometimes. Um, you know, there are parts on board that kind of do that. Um, same with Maya's blindfold and, like, you know, um, uh, Lifter is is another one of those moments, too, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, it's... But that being said, I mean, still super solid. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, 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 was, I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed uh, listening to Adrenaline. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have... I'm going to write that down. We have it for C. C is Adrenaline. All right. Now, next up is Around the Fur, which came out in 1997 uh, and is kind of a, you know, more, uh, there's definite growth going on. You can see them really finding sort of that sound that ends up defining them throughout their career, kind of that meeting of extremely heavy metal, you know, with, you know, very, very soft, soothing moments and, you know, sort of trying to find this weird hybrid between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a little further escalation of more of the softer moments with the track like Mascara and um, even like, I guess, more melodic components when it comes to like a track like Be Quiet and Drive. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the first instance of uh, guest vocals with Max Cavalera on Head Up, uh, which is actually the... Uh, w- that That's how they came up. He came up with the name Soulfly was just from this song oh that's cool um yeah and uh i think abe cunningham's wife uh does a little bit of vocals on mx um you know i this is actually my first deftones album i bought this thing blindly back when i was a junior in high school and uh i hated this thing at first like and uh but i i think i bought it because i think i remember seeing like a best 100 best metal albums of all time list on like music radar or something like way way back in the day mm-hmm. like this is like back when i had an ipod touch instead of an iphone like wow like yeah i know i like i it's so weird to think about it like that but um yeah i remember i, I just remember seeing the the album cover and you know people talking about it and i was just like okay i'm gonna go get this and i got it at newbury comics you know and it took me a little while to get into but um it's still one of my favorite uh deftones albums um just because i i i love sort of how they've taken sort of the aggression of adrenaline and sort of tempered it with you know a little bit of you know sort of you know some of some more mood to it uh like it it sort of feels like the album that like adrenaline should have been almost like if if you know a like like okay it's it's like if adrenaline is a new hope 
than, you know, <laughs> around the first Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I like that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... It's it's not without its flaws though. I mean, I I I sorry to keep interrupting you. I I'm just gonna get this out of the way. The Trek MX really pisses me off. Uh, well, not not the actual Trek MX. I'm talking about this like twenty thirty minutes of silence that come after it, uh, punctuated only by like two hidden tracks. Uh, one of which is just uh, a track called Bong Hit, which is literally just six seconds of just someone hitting a bong. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the track Demone, which I think is at the end of it. Like, I, I, I just find artists who, do, like, I feel like this is such a dick move. Like, I can't stand when artists do this. Like, because, yeah. like, you, you just, you have no respect for your fans, frankly, if you do this. I, like, yeah. So that part of it really pisses me off, um, you know, but I, there are a lot of tracks on this thing I love. You know, um, My Own Summer is is just a great way to start an album. Be Quiet and Drive is just catchy as fuck. Uh, I, I actually learned to play a lot of these on guitar. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, MX is, is super interesting with like that, there's like those... I don't know if you, you can sort of hear Chino's vocals in that, where he's just kind of, like, talking, almost, uh, during the chorus. Mm -hmm. um, and they, like, yeah, I it's it, I just think it's a great album. Um, I was trying to think of the... Oh, Die the Flu was, like, my favorite Deftone song for a long time. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just great. But, yeah. anyway, but um, what, what do you have to say? Yeah, uh, I actually have... I was trying not to interrupt you because I felt like I interrupted too much during Adrenaline, so... I, I, I mean, guess, I, I made up for it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I guess it's a wash. So, uh, when yeah. I first listened to this uh, way back in the day, uh, I, I just I felt like it didn't have... Um, it, I mean, the first Deftones album I ever heard was Diamond Eyes. You know, it still holds a soft spot in my heart. We'll obviously get there at some point. Mm. Um, not at some point. You know, we, we will get there. That was a little... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird phrasing, but in any case, I I just felt like the heavy moments weren't as heavy as you know what I expected. This is also in a period of, of time where, um, like you know, my taste was very much in a metal, you know, kind of coming out of my deathcore phase, uh, and I thought that there weren't as many. Like I I love be quite you know that song yeah. is so great, and I just wish there were more moments uh, like that. Or I excuse, wished. Because revisiting it, you know, I, I revisited a little while back and my opinion improved. And I would say it improved even more on this listen. There's actually a lot, it's a lot more dynamic than I remember or, I, you know, maybe gave it credit for. And the heavy moments, yeah, like, you know, we're not talking like, you know, eight string chugs, the Meshuggah inspired grooves like we have on a Diamond Eyes. But in, in every way, this is growth, you know, pretty marked growth from Adrenaline. Uh, even just... Mm. Right, right out of the bat, the you know they kind of take their time with uh, um, my own summer. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they take their time with it, and actually, you know, I think that that's that's one of the the key signs of a, a band growing. Is I feel like younger bands, every song, and we kind of talked about this a little bit in our last episode about sequencing. They just want to get right, you know, right to the right to the the action. Like they don't, you know, take their time for them to, you know. Uh, move to just having a, you know like a, a more dynamic song just right for the, the jump where it, it slowly builds to a big explosion um, mm. yeah I mean I, I think that obviously this 
this it doesn't have my favorite moments from their discography only because I, I think they kept getting better so it's not really you know a shot at them it's just that this was a sign of great things to come but it, it itself is, is a great album I think this is um, you know whatever the opposite of a sophomore slump is they, they really really grew on this record and it, it, it helps set up uh, pretty pretty early you know pretty um, what's the word pretty success is quite quite soon after it didn't wait you know have to take long after this for them to really start you know continuing to build and build and build on what, yeah. what they achieved here definitely so I I'm thinking a honestly I uh, I would have normally put s but I, I I don't think it belongs there as much as I love it I actually have a as well I had a from the start All right so we're in agreement. All right Really, on 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 good track. Uh, I don't think we had that many disagreements on Death Grips, uh, but yeah, so far we're we're pretty much right in line, which is yeah. great. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. All right, so uh, White Pony is up next, uh, and this is you know kind of regarded by most people as like their breakout album, their best album. Yeah, um, I will say both Radio Music and Spotnik have this uh, as the the top pick. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, it's it's obvious to see why, you know, like, at that time, it was probably the best, you know, sort of hybridization of both sides of their sound. You know, you had them really going nuts. Like, they, they ended up uh, netting a Grammy for the song Elite, mm-hmm. you know, which is one of the more brutal songs that they've made up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then you also have, like, these much more toned down, you know, tracks like, uh, I mean, Teenager is is a really mm-hmm. really odd track for them like it was them like kind of like exploring like electronics and stuff same with digital bath um you know but then you have you know more of these i don't know like i almost want to like say standard rock fair mm. like I, you know I'm, I'm thinking of like something like rx queen or like street carp or like maybe even korea um uh, where it it feels you know riff heavy but it, it doesn't feel bludgeoning um but then you also have, you know, Chino kind of doing this thing with um, Back to School, uh, which was actually added, like, pretty, like, I think it was after the production almost, because they, the, the record company thought that there wasn't a good opening track, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just took Pink Maggot, which is the final track, and kind of re-recorded it in a different way and became Back to School, uh, which is, I, I mean... They, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to side with the record company, but I feel like they were kind of like, like the, It's a great start for an album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love hearing like Chino kind of rap on it. You know, um, yeah, like there are just some great tracks in here. There's um, Knife Party was a song I was obsessed with in high school to the point I actually wrote a short story uh, about it. Um, it was like one of the first short stories I ever wrote. Well, it was, I think it was like a screenplay, I think, uh, for, for, for like a creative writing class. Like we had to write screenplays. Um, I'm, don't worry, I'm not Childish Gambino. I'm not going to have you listen to my mixtape and my <laughs> screenplay, read my screenplay. So uh. for some reason, I always think of that whenever I think of screenplays. Um, you know, <laughs> but uh, and then and then we have a uh, Passenger with uh, Maynard from Tool on it which is a really interesting track you got change in the house of flies which is still probably one of their most popular songs still mm-hmm. um yeah it's i i mean oh, there really isn't a weak track here i think street might be it 
um just because of that weird chorus you know uh here's my new address six six five oh i forget you know that whole yeah. thing um but i mean really it's there's really not much to fault here it, it's super good um i will say though it's it's not my favorite I, I i love it a lot but it's not the deftones like if 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 i needed to pick out a deftones album like you know to take with me in the car and you know i hadn't listened to any of them for a long time i th- this would probably not be my first pick yeah, I mean, yeah, this also is my favorite Deftones album, but it's uh, it's a relatively close. I'd say it's probably a close second. I mean, it's like like you said, very, um, very few weak moments, and I, I think honestly, it's one of those albums where there's you know songs I like more than others, and not really you know really any songs that I truly dislike. See, for me, it's 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 not exactly that there are songs I dislike on it. It's more like. The, the other albums that I, I I sort of like other albums more than it yeah. like it's like it's it's there really aren't any negatives to it it's just there, there's other stuff that I enjoy more yeah but I, I yeah. feel like they really started to lean a lot more into atmosphere and some other the, that kind of have part of their sound after white pony and yeah. white pony is just like peak OG depth like again I just feel like it, it continues a three album run of just continuously um, improving their sound and like really honing in on what you know what made the core elements of adrenaline work and just you know they improved it on around the fur and then really perfected that original sound on white pony so uh, yeah they're they're definitely definitely up there Uh, actually I mean I, I think I probably consider it just based on you know general content you know context of my own opinion i think it might safely be their second best album i i also don't know if it would be there's one album that's you know pretty squarely my favorite but there are a couple others that i think i might pick before white pony um yeah so i guess that being said where do we put this because i mean I, i'll i'll be up front on on my list i have it in a um but i i feel like given sort of what we've just said i feel like it probably should be an s yeah that was kind of my challenge is i think for me i would probably would put it in a but I, I from the jump i put it in s just because of the fact that it's so widely regarded as their best and it's yeah but the, the, this is our list though i think the, then i would probably more i would put it in a i mean if we're yeah okay if we're well, if, I'm, if we're making the rules yeah I, I i think i would put it in a I mean, I'm putting it definitely before Around the Fur, um, yeah. because it's definitely, I, I feel like, I mean, I still probably enjoy Around the Fur more, but it, I still think White Point is probably the better album. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so there we go. We're already we're already getting a little controversial here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the motorcycle in the background. No, it's My neighbor likes to uh, idle his motorcycle for like 20 minutes. Um you know, for some reason, we, um, we, we all have and, our things, man. We all and, have. Our... And his yeah, and his kids have like uh, one of those like fake motor things too. Oh, so perfect. they like to drive that around. Perfect. And yeah, um, there's definitely a reason I'm moving out of this house. Yeah, very I, soon. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for thanks for ruining the recording, douchebag. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, so let's move on. Uh, so, you know, White Pony was such a huge success for them, and uh, they followed it up with uh, probably one of their strangest albums, and that's their self-titled. Um, and this is an album that I've never hated, but I think it, it was pro it's probably been the slowest burn for me, like in terms of like really appreciating it. And I feel like I really, really started appreciating it with this last listen. Um, because th there were just like, I, I feel like it's a further evolution on White Pony. Um, you know, I just definitely just headstrong more in that melodic direction. I mean, with, you know, uh, do you, you know, uh, Lucky You is, is probably the most obvious kind of um, foray into more, you know, melodic soft territory. They, they get kind of trip hoppy with it. But even like something like Anniversary of an Uninteresting Event is like weirdly slow and, you know, mellow for them. But then you also have like a track like When Girls Telephone Boys, which is probably the most gruesome track they've recorded up to this point mm. like i i'm still just amazed by chino's vocals in that song and just how just snarling he is on that thing um you know but then you also have a i i just think there are some great tracks on this thing hexagram um is is kind of i i like it now but it, it's definitely a weird track it's it's an odd way to start the album out with especially with that that chorus is really weird. It's still a little, you know, worship, play, 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 worship, worship. <laughs> like it, it, it never feels like it, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, the first track off of Aesop Rock Skeleton. Like it never feels like it, it belongs as like a first track in a way. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'm thinking of it, but um, oh, I think it could be thirteen o'clock. Possibly. That, so that sounds like a, an Aesop Rock title. You know yeah. how I am with, with track track titles. Yeah, but, um, uh, but yeah. So I mean, they're just I I, you know, listening to this thing again. I I just I love every track on this thing. I mean, like um, Good Morning Beautiful is just an awesome little deep cut. Obviously, Minerva is a big fan favorite. Um, you know, but they're, I, I just, I just really love this album. Um, but so, I, I don't think you, we've ever talked about this together though. So this is, this is the album I was referencing earlier. Um, the order in the middle for rating music at Sputnik were, which I only keep referencing cause it's probably the, I don't know, the most analytical way I can get at what fans think. Um, both of them mm -hmm. have White Pony at the top, and then the bottom, you know, in, in you know, ascending order from the pure bottom is Gore, then Adrenaline, and then the self-titled. I gotta say, I think this is probably the most underrated Deftones album. I think yeah. from the moment I, yeah. I... I think I borrowed a number of CDs from you, uh, and this was the one that I listened to the most. I don't know, I just, I felt like this, and I still feel like this really hits that moody you know, atmospheric part in just a way that I don't know if any of their other albums do. I mean, I actually love, I think it's just because I love Hexagram so much. I think it's such a great, um, I, I, I do love that track a lot. I love it. You, you know, know, like you said, Minerva, but honestly, I, I like all the songs of this. I really like the, you're right that they totally went 
weird. I kind of like that they made this a self-title, which I guess we can debate whether or not that's that really means anything. But I think for bands yeah. it does, and the fact that they followed up White Pony and did something completely, you know, they really doubled down on, on the more, you know, atmospheric, you know, a little bit weirder side of their sound. Um, I don't know. I I really really love this album. I, I yeah always me have, too. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm curious. It's always um, weird with these kind of you know rating algorithms because obviously the people, it's a mix of people who were there when it came out and people who were visiting it at the time. I mean, how much of that is the fact it came out after White Pony, which is such a fan favorite, considered their best, and how much of it is just people genuinely don't think it's as good as their other stuff? Um, I mean, I I I just think that I I think part of the issue maybe was that there really wasn't like I um I think Minerva was probably like the only track that really felt like it got a lot of praise in a way yeah like it just felt like the rest of the album really kind of got slept on even though like something like pins and needles is like an amazing track and it's like nobody ever talks about that track yeah you know uh yeah i mean same thing, i don't know what, what i'm obsessed with when girls telephone boys yeah you know, I, I i just i just think that that track is just so fucking incredible um so I, here's the thing is I I have it down, on A and I have it after White Pony, but frankly, I kind of want to put it before White Pony. I mean I see, I I think if if I was gonna be really biased, I, I might almost put it at S, but I, I don't think it, like I I I think it's really underrated, so I feel like maybe A is the best place for it, but I. I, I want to say before White Pony almost. What's interesting is that you are kind of functioning as the id and I'm being the super ego right now because I'm underselling slash overselling albums and you're you're saying what I actually want to put it at. Because <laughs> I, I put it at B just based on you know context and whatever, but I would also put it at A and I would also put it ahead of White Pony. I mean, I just, right, I just like... Suck it, White Pony. Like, <laughs> I just think if I were to pick an album, I just really like what... Deftones is going, and also, I think it might be my set. You know, Def, uh, Diamond Eyes is my favorite album cover just because I love owls so much. But I really <laughs> love the cover and the self-title. Not that that bears out in the music. Yeah, but I, just, I, I was thinking about that too. It, it's an interesting album cover. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't think I've appreciated it until recently because I think for a long time it's, you know, it's kind of like the way I think it's maybe kind of the perspective of that skull. That kind of throws me off a little bit. It's like you know, it, it kind of reminds me of um, like the Dia de los Muertos skulls. Mm, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah. Okay, so I uh, we're putting it ahead of White Pony. We're, and, uh, all right, we're being bold. I love it. We're putting yeah. it ahead of White Pony and by extension around the fur. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I know, I, this is surprising because I, I honestly this isn't how I expected this to turn out at all so far. Uh, and it's only going to get weirder from here. We're here for each other, and we're talking it out. I love it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I guess they, they, I think maybe part of the reason I I probably enjoy the self-titled more than White Pony is because um, I probably haven't listened to the self-titled as much. Like I I I know White Pony front to back. Like I I know that I know most of these albums front to back, but like I feel like I I never spend enough time with depth. But the, but the self-titled, even though I've listened to it, you know, probably just as much as, like, something... I've probably listened to it more than Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah but anyway I, I guess we're gonna move on to uh saturday night wrist which was uh 2008 and um this was you know probably the darkest point in the band's career at this they um it's kind of a difficult recording process it took them i think like two or three years to make this because uh as fans will know uh chi chang bassist uh was involved in a car accident that left him in a coma and eventually you know uh cost him his life uh back i think later on in 2013 i want to say um you know so they they kind of and as well you know uh chino was going through uh, a lot of personal issues dealing with substance abuse relationship issues things like that and uh they actually went on hiatus for a short time as well uh after i think they because they recorded an album eros and then scrapped it um you know they they worked with a bunch of different producers and just kept scrapping material mm-hmm. and then uh they ended up coming out with this and um i feel like this is another underrated deftones album uh like i i i feel like this is this one feels kind of divisive with fans i feel like there are some fans who think this is like i i at the point you know that this album came out and sort of you know after uh, someone after it that this was like their weakest album their worst album um i this is probably my favorite deftones album honestly um i just love how they you know it it, it feels so given to the melodic side of things um but it works so well you know you start off with a track like hole in the earth but then you also have a track like beware or like for some reason that the the slow songs on this on this album really really get me you know beware cherry waves xerxes in particular i really like kim dracula is amazing i love kim dracula um riviere is kind of an odd way to end an album but then you also have like something like pink cell phone which is like i i don't know i i, I would probably say probably the most bizarre track they have ever made and i'm talking about right now 2021 Mm -hmm. still the most bizarre track they've ever made uh and not just because of the uh the whole uh monologue at the end of it Mm. (laughs) which is which is just i it's the funniest thing uh but um yeah i i i just like I really love like every track here. You you have their first uh, instrumental here with um. I'm just gonna call it the Konami Code, because that's what it is. Yeah, it's just you know spelled out. Um. Yeah, I mean, do do you have because I I, I think we usually don't talk about this album either a ton. Yeah, I I mean I feel pretty similar about this as I do the self titled except that I would say just. You know, keeping myself honest on paper, I think that um, Saturday Night Wrist is is a better album, and I think what I really admire about what they were able to do here is that it keeps the melodic streak, but they 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 strike a balance really well in this between you know sometimes their atmospheric songs are, are pretty or they're more melodic songs rather are just really atmospheric a little bit you know slow and and I, I like that side of their sound, but I think there are just a lot of moments on this that are. You know, kind of more direct, catchy. I mean, Holy Earth Sun yeah. is the best example. I mean, uh, but uh, rats, rats, rats. Yeah, um, like you know, Rapture. Exactly, you know? and they're able to do both. Like they create these, you know, direct, you know, catchy songs that still have that atmosphere, still have them, you know, the melody. 
um yeah i, I mean you, I, I really you also you have that track uh was it mian with uh serge tankian on it is which is you know uh Definitely, I, I don't know if it's one of their best tracks, but it's an interesting track for sure. Yeah, I like the song. The one thing, I, I'm glad you brought that up because um, it, it not one of the best features I've heard in my life. Like, it yeah. just, he, he kind of, it's like, oh, yes, like, oh, cool. Because like, when it came on, I forgot that he was, I knew he was featured on this album, but I forgot. I was like, oh, sweet, Serge is here. And then he just kind of... You know, did the bare minimum of I'm Serge Tankian, yeah. and then he left. And I was like, oh, wow, I forgot that this is not the best feature they've had on one of their albums. But um, it's still cool. It's interesting how far-reaching, you know, they, they kind of, because of their position, how popular they are, but the fact that they really bridge genres, they're able to get such an array. You know, I, I don't think if you would necessarily put Max Cavalera, Serge Tankian, and... Maynard necessarily in the same room other than the fact they're all really popular alt metal musicians um, but I think that they fit so well and it's so cool to hear them on you know a Deftones track um, yeah but yeah I, I mean I definitely feel I feel really similar about Saturday Night Wrist as I do their self-titled except I I just I think Saturday Night Wrist is even better um, yeah so uh, I, I'm gonna say S honestly and I'm um, I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Yeah. All right. This is because I, I I feel like there are a lot of people who uh, yeah, they don't really like this album. But I I just I don't know like, I guess for for me and I I feel like this is this is gonna um, <laughs> may, may, maybe change your opinion. But I I look at this as almost like like they're like no love deep web in a way, like this is like sort of their darkest moment. Okay. In a way, and like, like I just feel like even from the album cover, which I probably one of my favorite Deftones album covers too. It's really um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like like I, I, I really love the font choice. Like they end up using sort of that for you know the rest of their albums until now. Um, yeah. I. It's. I mean, you can just really hear the struggle that the band's going through, but. Mm they're able to make that work for them in like a really really you know poignant way um yeah just freaking great great album so yeah yes yeah. and then uh diamond eyes comes up which is you know i i think this was you know one of my first you know um experiences with the band um and i mean this this was see that i i i kind of look at this as like kind of a watershed moment in the band's career like it it feels like it's like kind of like their second wind um you know like as if they're running a marathon like it just like i feel like saturday night wrist and in the self-titled you know commercially and like critically weren't you know well received or at least not compared to white pony this was kind of a home run across the board like i I think fans loved it critics loved it. it was it was very very yeah very yeah, well I mean, it's it, definitely one of the most striking album covers they've ever made, yeah. uh, you know, with the owl on it. But you've also got, you know, some tracks that really kind of showcase the breadth of what they're capable of, uh, as well as just kind of more of an instrumental change. Because, you know, I think since White Pony, Chino's been playing guitar. Uh, but with, um, with Diamond Eyes, you know, we see Stephen Carpenter uh adding you know putting uh using eight string guitars instead 
and um, I think it's it's either seven or eight. Um, I and uh, you know, so you get a lot, a lot heavier sound. Um, I keep hearing, and you said this earlier that these references to, like Meshuga, kind of. I I I don't see that at all. But maybe that's because I really don't like Meshuga. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, I, I thought at one point I read that he. I can see why him listening to a lot of Meshuggah, and again, I don't remember if he... I thought I saw that he said that he was doing, you know, listening to more. Anyway, um, I could see why him listening to more would lead him in this direction, but I don't specifically hear Meshuggah. It, it, yeah. Does that make sense? Where, like, I can yeah, see why I, I, he was driven I, I more to writing this kind of riffs and, you know, certainly using eight yeah. strings. Um, the, the, there's there's definitely a lot... Uh, there, there's a lot of more chunkiness in, those, yeah. in a lot of these riffs. Um, you know, especially you know something like um, you've seen the butcher, or like is it dun 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 dun? dun yeah. You know, um, but you know, or even just the diamond eyes riff. But you know, at the same time, you know, I, I think there's definitely a pronounced, um, you know, sort of electronic aspect of this album as well. I mean, I, which has been around since um, I technically around the fur because Frank Delgado, their um. I guess the, he kind of does like electronics. He was first kind of doing sessions on Around the Fur, but um, he became a full-fledged member in White Pony. Um, you know, and you I, you really hear a lot more with him here. You know, you hear like that sort of that intro to Diamond Eyes. You hear the, um, you know, kind of the synthy parts of Beauty School, um, which by the way, I love that song. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love pretty much every song on this thing, mm-hmm. but I just, the verses for Beauty School are just so, like, mind-meltingly gorgeous to me, and just, like, it, it just feels so smooth, and just, like, like, Chino's voice is kind of like the snake wrapped around, like, my head, mm-hmm. in a way, like, just, like, squeezing my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, and obviously, I mean, we're... we're you know working around um the big one like sex tape is you know one of the most melodic pieces they've ever done you know one of the most beautiful pieces they've ever done yeah um yeah Yeah. i I mean i i feel like you should take it from here because i know this is your favorite yeah i I mean Um, i'm not going to sugarcoat it this is and and i think why i love you know i just think this is such an amazing album It's, it's one of my favorite I would say certainly of the 2010s, maybe one of my favorite metal albums or just albums in general of all time. I just I think this is such an amazing amalgamation of everything that that you know that came before. Uh, the songwriting is is spectacular. But for me personally, this was just this was the perfect. It wasn't the first Deftones album I listened to. I'm pretty sure I checked out. Adrenaline White, but you know, some of the albums before, you know, Barred Around the Fur from you. But when I heard this, this was just, this was the perfect entryway into them for me. You know, I was really mm-hmm. into, you know, heavier, you know, metal, heavy, heavy, you know, deathcore, metalcore, and just having the, you know, the ideas that they've honed throughout their entire career, but with just a much heavier, crunchier guitar tone. Just like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, there isn't a song on this I, I, I dislike. I'm a huge fan of this album for forever. I love that you know you have um, you know such heavy moments. And then tracks like Sex Tape. Yeah, I, I mean for me, I feel like we might come down, but like this was an easy S for me personally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I I I will say though that I I think 
my my biggest complaint with this album is more towards the back half. I feel like the last like three songs or so, kind of they. I, I I like them all. Like you know, every time I listen to them, I really like them. But I always find them to be the most forgettable out of them, and they all kind of blur together sometimes for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. but that being said, I still think they're really good. Um, you know, nine seven six evil. This place is death. You know, like great tracks but the real question now where does it go on s <laughs> i mean i i personally would put it before saturday night risk but i wouldn't be i, I think it's kind of a toss-up honestly because i think yeah. because because they're, um, they're both of our favorite records of theirs so that's kind of hard I, I i feel like we should maybe this is maybe the one time we should be more populist um and probably put it you know, in front of Saturday Night Wrist. Just because I, I, I feel like like Saturday Night Wrist is like this underrated, you know, gem. Whereas like, you know, Diamond Eyes is, is like this just universally acclaimed album. Like, like this is like, you know, Deftones Atrocity Exhibition. You know, this is, you know, or, or like, um, I'm trying to think of like another, like, like I was gonna say black up, but like Deftones has other really good albums, and Shabazz Palaces doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to think of like another <laughs> kind of like, like an accidental shot at Shabazz Palaces. I don't know where I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I yeah, I mean it's it's gonna happen. I I guess okay. Um, maybe this isn't a good example, but it will fill our quota for this week. But my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, kind of like this is like their version of that. That is just yeah. like universally beloved mm-hmm. uh you know and for especially for a later stage album so i'm putting it ahead i'm putting it at number one um all right well okay so next up is uh koino yokan which um for those who don't know it's a japanese phrase that's untranslatable to english but it it essentially is means a um so it's not love at first sight, but it's more the potential that you that the person you meet at first sight you could fall in love with them. It's it, yeah, it's it's one of those like you know language barrier type of mentalities, um, you know. And I here's the thing is I I actually really like this album, but this thing was doomed to fail. I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's so difficult to follow up an album like Diamond Eyes, just in terms of how acclaimed it was, both commercially and critically, I, I, I it was just impossible to follow it up and make something even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I, I don't think it helps that, um, I think the rollout for this thing was kind of weird, at least in their choice of singles. Um, because I'm trying to remember, I think Swerve City, which is the opener of the album, was one of the first singles um same thing with um i think tempest and um uh leathers i believe which are, are good tracks too uh but swerve city is is not one of the one of the not one of their best tracks i mean it, it's, it's just fine um that, that's the thing with a lot of this a, a lot of kone Yokan is that it's 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 i i feel like it's it's really good but it's it never really goes above that um but i will say that i think you know i it, it probably is 
you know, I, I feel like it expands a lot on that melodic sensibility that they kind of honed to perfection with Diamond Eyes, which, which sounds completely paradoxical. Um, like, I, I'm thinking of, like, so the riff for uh, the track Entombed is, I, I, I feel like I feel like Entombed is a really good Deftone song. It's a really good deep cut. Uh, but Rosemary as well, I, I love that riff to Rosemary. Like, when when I figured out how to get a delay on my guitar, like, that was, like, one of the first things I tried to, like, figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's there's little tracks like that peppered all throughout this thing. I think, I, I'm trying to remember, I think it's Leathers that is, I mean, Leathers and Tempest are both really good, but they're, they're both very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that that's kind of the thing with this album is that it's, there, there's a lot of homogeny like it feels like there isn't as much um diversity with Conan Yokan. yeah I, I will say I definitely when, when this first came out I fell into the exact same trap that you laid out is that this just was this was never going to be as good as Diamond if it was good or better than Diamond Eyes holy shit but just more likely than not you know it was, it was not going to be as good as Diamond Eyes uh, but re- mm-hmm. revisiting it now, I actually liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. I, I thought there was a lot of cool moments in this. Uh, yeah. Definitely feel everything you're saying, but it just this is almost they definitely dropped the more you know linear, heavier groove oriented approach. They went a little bit more back to the. I it kind of sounded like they were trying to do. Ver- like Saturday yeah, Night Race Part exactly. 2. Exactly. They were trying to do a version yeah. of Saturday Night Wrist and maybe even the self-titled. But and it just it, wasn't I mean I mean they didn't it's not like they fell flat in their face. It just isn't as good as those albums. Like Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean I well I, I think it almost feels like that they were trying to make Saturday Night Wrist or like Deftones Part 2 with sort of the style that they got in Diamond Eyes. Yeah. If that like because I I feel like there are a lot of like production similarities between those two albums. I think if, if only because of you know just time, you know, and just sort of you know advances in music technology, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously the fact that uh, Carpenter is still using you know eight strings, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean it's like I I really do like a lot of tracks on this thing. I I still I. I and, and I still swear by Entombed, dude. Entombed and Rosemary are just like... Like, the intro to Rosemary is, like, one of the most beautiful Deftones moments for me. Mm-hmm. Just and, and I remember watching this interview where uh, it goes over Stephen Carpenter's uh, guitar rig. And he he was just saying that, like, yeah, like, the, the delay line for for Rosemary was just, like one of the presets it, w- it wasn't even like it was something he specially dialed in <laughs> and i'm just like holy shit dude like like i i, I just i'm just wowed by that it's just like yeah. you're able to just do that i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> um yeah so i mean it, yeah it, it can't follow up you know what's come before it but it's still solid nonetheless so i i personally think it's a b um yeah i i, I have it there too only because yeah yeah, it's tough because it's not a bad album by any means, uh, but yeah. it's yeah, it just it very much, it very much is them trying to return to some of their roots, and they just are not. Um, well, I don't even know if they're really returning to their roots. Or, because, or like, yeah, returning to. Like, 
<coughs> excuse me, as I die, um, returning to or trying to emulate Saturday Night Wrist and their self-titled and just again there are sometimes where bands try to do that and they completely fail and that definitely well, what, I, isn't what happened here it's just not it just isn't as good i also think part of the issue is that there there's a pronounced lack of you know heaviness and like it, it definitely feels like they're embracing more of a rock direction with Yokan, whereas diamond eyes really felt firmly still in the metal camp even yeah. though it had its you know very melodic moments and this is a trend we're gonna see with uh the next album even more and i uh i guess we'll just go into it yeah. uh okay, okay. gore can i can i take this because this this is yeah. just a, as an intro um one of my favorite things i brought up I pretty much any time we talked about deftones is i think it was around gore is when stephen carpenter basically talked about like okay he basically this... talked as if he was on an advisory board and not part of the band like there's one specific interview where he talked about like i really wish you know this album sounded like this, and it's like, dude, you're the, you're the lead guitarist. You're one of the main songwriters. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but so I, I uh, well, I I, I just want to say I, I looked into this today, um, and it's I, I I feel like that's that's true, but I feel like it's a little bit overblown by the media, like slightly, because um, I think there's specifically one song, "Prayers Triangles," that he felt. He was kind of uncomfortable with the song in a way um and i mean he did say overall that you know he felt like he wasn't really you know contributing you know it felt like chino was in charge mm-hmm. um and i i think that's true but i think they also said you know in uh sergio vega the bassist who took over for chi chang back in diamond eyes and um said that you know they all have a really healthy respect for each other and it wasn't like carpenter was keeping this to himself um this was something that he vocalized to chino and yeah. the rest of the band as well so yeah uh but but nonetheless yeah. it, i mean it, it's very apparent yeah and, and and the reason i bring it up is is one because i just i think it's hilarious uh like it just it's just <laughs> like it's weird to see a band talk like that but yeah i mean surely the media blew it that's what the media does uh but yeah the reason i brought it up now is because re I think I gave it a cursory listen when it came out, and this is, you know, for preparing for this episode was my first full listen. I I kind of agree with him. Like, of these albums, I would say Gore is probably my least favorite. Yeah. And I, I, I think Gore is honestly the worst Deftones album. Yeah, for like, sure. By, by a pretty large margin. And that being said, I, I, I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's but... terrible either, but what's interesting is, yeah, there's definitely, I would say, is pretty comfortably their least heavy album uh i think the non-heavy moments aren't even really that great they're really okay very meandering like they don't really lean into that atmospheric they don't really lean too much into melody they're just kind of there but the other thing i'll say is that i wish i was on the track name i I was i was you know re-listening as i was you know making lunch and i had my headphones on but there's one track where i guess to you know zoom out a little bit I don't even think the heavy moments in this are that great. So, like, I guess kind of speaking against uh, Stephen Carpenter, there's one specific riff where it just sounded like the most, like, stock, I'm going to play a metal riff now riff. And I, it was just very, like, wow, this is... Yeah, and again, none, none of this is to say that the stuff on this is terrible, per se. But just all the moments, I'm like, wow, this is easily some of the, you know, some of the weakest stuff that they've they've done. It's just, it's, again, not awful, but really really not yeah. that memorable i i mean i've definitely spent i think 
I mean, I, I bought this when it came out because, you know, I, I'm still a big Deftones fan. So, of course, I bought it release day. Um, but I have probably listened to this thing maybe twice since then. And this thing came out in 2016. <laughs> you know, I like and meanwhile, I've probably listened to the rest of Deftones discography like a few times in that interim. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I just, I, I think part of, I, I, I guess it's a further, you know, continuation of what was kind of off about Koine Yokan was that, you know, there's, it feels like it's more in this rock direction. I think what made Deftones such an amazing, incredible, like, you know, just captivating act is their ability to fuse heaviness with ambience and with softness and, you know, with melodic moments. Uh, you know, in sort of having, you know, Carpenter and Chino just really kind of duke it out over a track almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really see that. And it, it just, the whole album feels toothless a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that being said, like, I mean, there are some cool riffs. Like the uh, the track Xenon has a pretty cool riff. Um, I think that the verses for uh, the opening track, Prayer's Triangles, are really cool. But I, I think this is a perfect track to sort of exemplify what's wrong with a lot of the album, is that it's really poorly written. Like, like noticeably poorly written. Like, I feel like maybe what Carpenter brought to the table was kind of like a, a, a good simplicity, almost. In that, like, he, you kind of know, hey, like, verse here, chorus here, bridge here, kind of. Like, and I, and I feel like that solid foundation is kind of what helped them with that. But that doesn't feel like it's there here. It, like, you know, sort of how, like, okay, so it, Prayers Triangles open up, opens up the album, has this great verse, and then it just kind of goes into the chorus. It doesn't feel like... It, it almost feels like the two were separate songs at one point mm-hmm. almost with just like sort of the whiplash that is created from it and this is the lead single to the fucking album yeah no I mean I think that that's probably the best summary of the entire album is I think that, you know one of the things that makes Deftones Deftones is they're so good at balancing you know kind of the, the light and dark side of their, their sound and not only were the actual moments on gore I think just some of the least memorable not as well written but just you know cumulatively each track it just they really ran together and i wasn't entirely sure like track to track i'm like what are they going for here like what's what what's happening what am i supposed to be hanging on and this it's really weird to say that about a deftones album but yeah i just i i i really i think this is pretty easily my least favorite deftones and actually it's it's something that you know kind of consensus pick is that this is uh you know pretty squarely their you know lowest rated album you know on both, yeah. both senses it's 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 yeah it's just not that good uh and i mean yeah there are just some i i feel like chino it's it's almost like he's not really trying on the album i think for a lot of like so like the chorus like for acid hologram like for the choruses for like a lot of these tracks really weren't really very good yeah um you know, it just, I, I wrote down, like, it, it sort of feels like it's too much Chino, in a way. Because, like, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like only Chino would be the person to name tracks acid hologram, yeah. geometric headdress, <laughs> hearts slash wires, yeah. and prayers slash triangles, or uh, parentheses L M I R L, which are all track names. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I mean, I, I yeah. Um, you know, this isn't to say that, like, like, I, I feel like we haven't really talked about the, the other members of the band because I mean Abe Cunningham is I, I think one of the best drummers in like rock music still mm-hmm. um, but you know they, there's some interesting instrumental moments like like I think that you know uh, on the title track I mean Abe Cunningham does a great job with drums there um, the track Phantom Bride has Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains mm. doing a solo uh, which I thought was a really I really felt fit with the track uh, Phantom Bride has a, has a pretty good chorus. I felt like that was a good song. But yeah, overall, just really lackluster, all things considered. And so, um, I, I, so I initially had this at D, um, but I feel like maybe it should be at C. But I, I, I don't I, really know. I, I had it at D, honestly. Like, I, I, yeah. I think... I would rather put on a, you know, even though adrenaline, I have issues with the production sounds dated, the sound sounds dated. Just there, there are songs like there really are no songs in this that stuck out to me. You know, to 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 the definitely in comparison to other Deftones albums, but I I I I know that we don't we can have more than one album on each tier, but I would vote for D just because. Yeah, I I I mean, see, I'm 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 looking back to our definitions, and I feel like. D probably fits it the best you know, because the artist doesn't seem to be putting in much effort and there are serious issues present but there are still some nuggets of good amidst the bad that pretty much describes gore perfectly yeah no i'm i'm, so. I'm with it so all right so now and we just we, now, we're on to the last one and and we we i think we reviewed this album yes we yeah. did we reviewed this last year and uh it is ohms uh and it's, it took them a while to uh follow this thing up four years and um you know, the, I, I feel like the rollout for this album was obviously impacted by COVID. Um, you know, and it's... Uh, but I feel like this is a good return to form for them after their previous two albums. You really see that heaviness come back in a much, much more obvious way. Um, I remember that before this album got announced, Chino, like reference that he thought that it sounded like reminded him a lot of like white pony or something and i'm like looking back at it now i i don't really see that like but you know there there's i feel like there's more of a heavy edge like it, it almost feels like they sort of swung so far towards melodic that they kind of went way too far the other way yeah um like i feel like that that's maybe this album's biggest sin which I don't really think is a huge sin because I feel like Chino, even in a metal environment, brings a lot of melodic sensibility to the tracks. Um, not to mention, I, I feel like Frank Delgado probably gets the most airtime on this thing that he's probably gotten in any Deftones album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, those synths that open up the track, they open up the album, you know, and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are just there, there are some great moments on here. I really haven't spent enough time with it to really get into the nitty gritty of it. 
but I mean, it's still really solid. Um, though I will say, I mean, it's, you know what's funny is that I, I feel like Gore might be one of their best album covers, even though it's one of their worst albums. Yeah, and then this uh, is probably one of their least yeah, it's, good. It, it's I, I feel like I enjoyed the baby respirator on Adrenaline more than I enjoy the dots on Ohms. Even though like the, the story behind the dots is kind of cool, but yeah, yeah. A, as an album cover, it's not great. Um, well, I so what, what bothers me about it, if we want to go into a design thing really quick, is that it, it's just unbalanced. Yeah, like there's there's not there's only those eyes at the top. Like, why, why not just include an entire face with that? Yeah, that, that that's a good point. It's just kind of just kind of literally tapers off from there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. For me, but, this is pretty pretty smack dab in the middle maybe a little bit more i'd say a little bit more towards coin no yokan than, than gore in terms of like post diamond eyes uh i think i would i still prefer koi no yokan uh definitely uh a, a pretty stark bounce back from gore um yeah you know not not one of my favorites but i remember when we reviewed it and re-listening to it now i don't think my opinions changed too much i, I thought it was good you know it was it had a lot of uh, it reminded me of koi no koi no Koi no Yokan, in that had a lot of elements and ideas that reminded me of stuff I love from Deftones past. Uh, just maybe a you know a tick or two below those moments, but certainly mm. not 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 bad. Like I, th- I think there are moments on Gore that I, I would say I, I really disliked. I, I thought were you know maybe not awful, but definitely bad or not good. Uh, Trying try to be nice yeah. because again, like it just it's it just it's not terrible. But I was like I just I'm not enjoying listening to this. Where like I, every time I've listened to Ohms, I've I. I've liked it. Just definitely would not be one of my first. Like it wouldn't be one of the first albums I I, I reached. It would be pretty far down the the pecking order for me. Yeah, I mean I I'm thinking B, but after Koine Yokan. That's exactly where I have it. Okay. Man, a lot a I, lot, I, of, I, lot of agreement on this. I, I like it. Well, so I actually have it in my list as before Koine Yokan. Um, and I, I think that was more because I was figuring that you weren't going to be the biggest fan of Kona Yukon. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how I, I kind of factor that in beforehand yeah. without even thinking about it. Um, you know, I, I feel like it belongs there because, I mean, I, I feel like I would rather explore this than Adrenaline. Um, you know, because I feel like there's a lot more variety to it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I still feel like there's a lot more like in Kona Yukon. Uh, even though I, I, you know, in a way, they they kind of represent sort of two halves of the same coin, like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they kind of work together, and even, so we we can kind of just forget that gore exists in a way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we have yeah. uh, S diamond eyes, then Saturday Night Rest. Uh, a yep. self titled White Pony, then Around the Fur. Uh, B, Koino Yokan, then Ohms, a C, Adrenaline, and D, Gore. Yeah. But. Oh, I, I feel like it's worth mentioning that the, the title track for Ohms is, again, a pretty weird moment for the band. Yeah. And, and kind of something I, I, like, I'm morbidly curious about. Like, I, I kind of want to see what, what that would sound like made into an, like, like, have that sound determine their next album. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, morbidly curious because it might fall flat on its face um yeah no i i feel like i mean is is there anything in there that you would switch around because i'm looking around i don't really no i I I don't really see anything really really nice balance between 
how I feel and, and what I think is fair with, with, you know, kind of where it sits in their career, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I still feel like, the thing is, I feel like White Pony maybe should be higher, but the thing is, I, I wouldn't put it higher than any of the albums there. It's still, like, I mean, like if you go just numerically, it's, it's fourth, which isn't, you know, given they have yeah, nine albums, it's pretty, I, yeah. I, I, I guess, like, if I were to, it's like, like, I, I think it's good as it is, like, I, I, but I think if I were going to just be nuts about it, I would actually probably take def, like the self-titled and White Pony and put them both on S, <laughs> but but still in the same order. Yeah. Um, because I, I just feel like, I mean, and again, this is me being biased because I, I've, you know, for a long time, this was my favorite band mm-hmm. by, like, such a long shot. And, uh, you know, even though I, I, I don't nearly have that level of obsession anymore... I really, really enjoy the music still, mm-hmm. you know, and just listening to all these over again, like, you know, I sometimes when we do these discographies or, you know, we talk about an entire discography, I remember years ago we, we listened to every single Can album mm-hmm. and that just, like, kind of broke me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I was really tired of the band after that. Um, whereas, like, this, I I could honestly put on Ohms again like you know today like and i I mean i i i've had like three so i i think i had three on yesterday and i had two on today Mm -hmm. uh just to make sure i list all of them and like i i i don't feel exhausted from it yeah so i I feel the same way this is really yeah really fun and glad to realize i like i mean i always thought i liked deftones but i i enjoy them more than i thought i did which is great. Yeah, it's, I, I'm actually surprised about a lot, a lot of your thoughts here. Um, it's really, especially with, with the self-titled. I wasn't sure how we were gonna tackle that. Yeah, I, uh, I always, always love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. All right, well, I guess let's um let's talk about albums of the week this week. So, w- what you got for me, Scoots? Yeah, we started a new show. Uh, I, I like the trend of comedians doing, you know, dramatized, you know, f- you know f- fictional. TV series on Netflix that are kind of dramatized versions of, of their lives. We started a show called Feel Good by a comedian called, uh, her name's May Martin. Uh, really funny, really like, uh, you know, really big fan of the show. But I also love the music selection, and it reminded me uh, of an album I've listened to for a while that was one of my favorites the year it came out, and that is. Uh, White Men or Black Men 2 by Young Fathers. Uh, the okay. song Shame is in the show, and we listened to it after, you know, after we are done the show, we were just hanging out, uh, you know, watching it for the night. And it's just, it's such a cool, such a cool record, such a cool ba- band that they, you know, they started out as a more, you know, experimental hip-hop group in a way. Um, definitely, you know, lean more into alternative R&B. A lot of like really interesting, quirky, melodic stuff here. A lot of more dissonant, avant-garde stuff. A lot of weird, um, you know, sides of you know spiritual ideas. Just a really, really, really cool album. Yeah, interesting. I, you know, I I don't think I ever listened to this album in full. Like I I think I listened to Coco Sugar mm-hmm. in in full, um, but I wasn't really huge on it. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it, this is one of those albums that I really have wanted to listen to. I just, I, I forget about it mm-hmm. a lot. Um, 
I think a lot of people have forgotten about it in a way. Yeah, because especially since especially since Cocoa Sugar came up, because I think that was really anticipated, and then that kind of fell flat for a lot of people. Yeah, it's been a while since they. I think relatively speaking, it's been a while since they've released it, and it was. It just. It definitely wasn't as good as White Men and Black Men too. So. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that album cover too, though. Weird, off-putting. Yeah, it's it's like you know fucked up Grace Jones basically. Um, oh my god, it is. I I. You totally hit the nail on the head yeah, there. and it's just like... There, there's no better way to describe that yeah, album cover. and it's hard for anyone but Grace Jones to pull off Grace Jones, so... Yeah, and it, I, I would argue that even Grace Jones doesn't yeah, pull off well, Grace Jones very well. Your, your word's but, not mine, but I'm not saying I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, it's like, we're, we're already getting controversial anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, everybody, Saturday Night Wrist and Diamond Eyes are the best Deftones albums, and Grace Jones isn't really as interesting as she thinks. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, ironically, my album of the week is going to show me how much of a normie bitch I am. Okay. <laughs> and it is uh, Infinity on High by Fallout Boy. <laughs> there you go. I I wonder if I, if we t- if I've talked about this for an album of the week before. I feel like I might have. I I don't care. Uh, I had this on earlier this week, and I love it. I uh, I love this album so much. Mm. Um, you know, but but I will say, listening to it again, I, I was definitely made more aware of how um, sort of of the album's flaws. Like there are like when it comes to structure, it is weird how formulaic a lot of these songs are. Yeah. Um, like you can really you can just point out okay here's the bridge like you know like they like i think every fallout boy track on this album has a bridge mm-hmm. now that i think about it you know and it's it, it's just so verse chorus verse bridge yeah. you know verse chorus bridge verse you know etc um that being said like super catchy mm-hmm. super fun to listen to uh is it is patrick stumps the guitarist right to pete wentz is yes the vocalist yes. Yeah, so his his vocals are just I, I I I think he is just like his vocals are so good on this thing, um, just the range he's able to get from it and just the overall tone and like ta- like timbre of his voice is just I I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how you know just how poppy it gets uh, and how they're they're kind of you know despite it being a very formulaic in terms of song structure. Sorry, that <laughs> that's why we, we both yeah, had alarms go off. That's funny. Uh, at the same time, but mine was a uh, roundabout by yes. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but um, as much as I, you know, as much as the song structures are a little formulaic, um, you know what's actually being played isn't mm-hmm. like it. Really feels like they really run the gamut of like what pop punk is capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just I mean, there are obviously some really good you know hits on there. Thanks for the memories, Carpal Tunnel of Love, uh, Thriller. You know, mm-hmm. um, this ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. You know, and uh, things like that. Thanks for the memories is always a big favorite of mine. Yeah, me too. I, I, it's probably still my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Um, and but but there are some great deep cuts as well. Uh, and it's just yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So you know, people shit on Fall Out Boy a lot, and I feel like it's somewhat deserved. Uh, especially if you just consider kind of what happened after this album. Um, but damn, is this not like I, I think this is just such a good album. Yeah, like this I is agree. one of my favorite albums ever. Um, yeah, <laughs> like w- without question. Mm-hmm. So, all right, 
Uh, enough of me gushing about fucking Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> If if we had any credibility left after this episode, it's gone now. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And, uh... If you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.